0: training days you remember the movie you remember that boy got in the car with denzel he did not expect that (laughs) what he was about to get himself into and it's the same way in the church you come here but you don't expect to get what the father is about to give you and i i told you all before our motto is we don't fix humans we don't repair humans We build gods. Okay, we're not here to fix your situation, your circumstance, your financial issues. No, we're here to turn you to a God. Once you've turned into a God, you can fix it all yourself. Once you, once you are a God and you walk and possess the the thought process because you are a child of. Okay, so you can't be a child of God and not be a God. He said, conform to the image of my son. His son was a God. He said, imitate me as my beloved children. Now, if a God tells you to imitate him, that means he's going to equip you to imitate him. He's going to put you in a community. He's going to give you everything you need to become what he told you to become. And part of becoming a God is you learning how to dominate your mind. Dominate your heart. Dominate your flesh is you learning how to control your spiritual environment, including your household, because it's supposed to translate for all my people who go into ministry. It translates from your household to ministry. So he says, if you can't tame your household, then I can't put this in your hand and it goes into your destiny. You want your destiny. You can only operate in your destiny as a God. You can only operate in your destiny as a God. You cannot operate in your destiny as a human. This was this is the this is the, the conformity. I want you to leave being a human and come to my level. Training day. This is what we're training you for. We ain't training you to clap your hands, stomp your feet. We ain't looking for no choir members. We ain't looking for. No dance routine. That's not what we're looking for. We want your gifts to come out. But that's after you become a God, after you become a child, after you settle into that position of knowing. I know without a shadow of a doubt, if you can kill me right now, I'm good. I'm good. You're going to get me promoted. That's it. You have to get to the place where this life is nothing. This life is nothing. This life is petty. It's nothing. I'm to the point now where I'm telling people, stop listening to the news. It's fake. It's fake. Okay, you know how it's fake? Because if you die today, it's over. If you die today and it don't matter on the other side, leave it alone. It's a waste of your time. Now be informed. I'm not trying to stop that. But don't put your life into that. You better be investigating this thing. The Father has put a lot in our hands. Okay? He didn't just give you a purpose and a destiny. He gave us a purpose and a destiny with a planet to rock. He gave us this planet. He said I'm going to put you here in my image according to my likeness and I want you to dominate. are the instructions. He didn't say I'm going to put you here on this earth and what I want you to do is clap your hands to Jesus. We didn't do this to have church service. When we show up here, this is training grounds. These are training grounds. When you, when your feet hit the, when your feet hit the ground in the morning, you should be, cause that's how you talk when you're in Abba's household. You waking up and you're going all this other stuff before you even address your father. You done got your whole day plan, your whole schedule for the year plan, and he ain't nowhere in it. And then you wonder why things, you, you feel so much turbulence. Because watch this, even in this plan, you're going to feel turbulence. Huh. Now, what's going to happen if you make the plan? Y'all don't like me, do y'all? Whatever. I love y'all, too. So we're going to talk from the topic of training grounds. Like I said, the, um, the title of the message on today is, no, of this series is Training Days and we're going to do this for the whole month of January cuz in February the women going to rock it. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm looking forward to that. So we're basically going we're going to come from this one set of scriptures There's going to be two scriptures, 2 Timothy 3:16 and 3:17. And it reads all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching. Say teaching. teaching. Rebuking. Teaching. Oh boy. Oh boy. For correcting. For training. for training. In righteousness so that the man of God may become may be complete, equipped for every good work. So it says all scripture, all scripture, all scripture. Say all scripture. scripture. Now, I have to explain to you what it means by all scripture. All right. Because we have scripture is a word, then we have word. And how many of y'all have heard people say that the Bible is the word of God? Okay, the Bible is not the Word of God. The Word of God is in the Bible. The entire Bible is not the Word of God. Or what ends up happening is we we tend to think that the Old Testament belongs to us. The Old Testament is not our portion. All right. Now you have the word. When you talk about the word, you have two words in that you have logos and you have rhema. So you have logos. You have Rima, then you have scripture. All right? You have logos, you have Rima, then you have scripture. The the scripture said all scripture. It didn't say all word. Y'all gonna have a problem with that. All right? Now, logos is the predestined word of the father. It's the covenant with himself. The Logos word is his unchangeable plans. The Logos word is his thoughts, his plans, his desires for this relationship that he desires with us. Logos is the predestined word. Logos is the word that was in him before the foundation of the world. So before he said, let there be light, he had a plan. That's Logos, all right? Rima is the word that is fulfilled. Hold on. Give me those scriptures. I mean, give me those uh, definitions. I'm going to give y'all something to do. Let me get the definitions. There you go. Y'all can start flashing like y'all paparazzi. So, Rema is his world revealed by spiritual interaction with man on earth. So in the old Testament, you see where it says that the Lord spoke to somebody that the Lord did this, that God did this, that angels visited. So anytime the word is revealed from heaven to earth through man, that's what we call Rima word. All right. All right. It's when the word has been revealed to us. So the Rima deals with what man heard from God and wrote down and it became the Bible. Rema also is revealed through the lives of humans. Like last week, we talked about Joseph. Just looking at Joseph's life, it told us what we should do, what we shouldn't do, how we should handle a situation. It told us that a thing can take place, it can happen into our life, and how we should deal with it. When we look at David's life, we can't say when David slept with Bathsheba that that's the word of God. David, call, God called David to be a king. When David slept With Bathsheba, we cannot say that's the word of God. But we can look at that and we can extract some information from that that can teach us on what not to do. Because after David did that, he had to cover it up. So what did he do to cover it up? He had to murder somebody. He had to deceive somebody. And in the end, after all that took place, all that transpired, David ended up having to get the man murdered. And because all of that took place, David ended up losing his child. So it becomes Rima because we can look at David's life and we can see that. We can look at Esther's life. We can look at Ruth. We can look at Deborah. So we extract Rima from the Old Testament scriptures. But ultimately, (coughs) what we want is we want to know the logos. We want to know what is the plan, what what is the plan that the Father has for our life? So even, I get these questions all the time. I was standing in a a fabric shop and a guy was uh, talking about the Bible. And his conversation went like this. I can never listen to the Bible because God killed all them people in the Old Testament. he doesn't understand the story, <laughs> okay? He didn't just, he didn't kill people. He was showing us something, okay? I'm going to show y'all something. Now, once Adam sinned, we became orphans. Y'all agree with me? Okay. Okay. Now, after we became orphans, the father went on this thing where he began to show us, you, can, you cannot do this without me. You can't do this without me. So from Adam to Noah, he didn't even interfere with us. He didn't tell us what to do. He just let us do it how we want to do it. What was the result? The whole earth became wicked. So now after Noah, he brings about Abraham. Abraham he brings about it a different way now this gonna help you okay now he tries to do it through lineage he starts off with Abraham he goes to Isaac he goes to Jacob and he gives the children of Israel a lineage and he says if you can just follow the blessings of Abraham then you can walk into this place how many know that failed Why did it fail? He was showing us that you cannot be be obedient to my word by listening to your physical bloodline. (laughs) You can't do it. He was setting us up to show us you can't do this with our spiritual community. You can't. So from Adam to Moses, what did that take us to? It took us to bondage. So we tried to obey the family. They tried to obey Abraham, they tried to obey Isaac, they tried to obey Israel, and it took them right into bondage. So now he brings Moses to pull them out of bondage. He's pulling them out of bondage, and now he has to give them the law. Because the people, want. they need to have some rules and regulations. They need to hear, how does heaven think? see this thing? But now, they still can't become what the Father wants them to do, because the law can only tell them that you're wrong. It can't change them. So no matter what attempt the Old Testament did at the end of Malachi, the last scripture says we got to get them back to the father. We got to get their hearts back to the father and the father's heart back to them. Or we're going to have to come and destroy this whole thing. So at the end of, of all the women in the Old Testament, when Jesus arrived, it wasn't but a bunch of orphans. Adam was the first son of God on earth The next son of God was Jesus. In between Adam and Jesus, that is not our portion. We can learn from them, but that's not our life. That's why I tell people, when you go to read the scriptures, read the New Testament first. If you go and read the Old Testament, you're going to understand. Matter of fact, watch this. Let's get into scripture. Scripture is the reading word. The written word is the segmented rhema. So we say turn to this scripture. Second Timothy 316 is a scripture. It's a portion out of the rhema. It is the book itself or the content. It is the portion or section of Holy Scripture. Now, this is different from the word of God, because the thing about scripture is scripture is always supposed to point us back to the logos. Y'all, y'all tracking? Yeah. Scripture is always supposed to point us back to the logos. Scripture is never supposed to point us to the Rima. If the scripture points us to the Rima, then what I've ended up doing is removing you from, from God's household and putting you under the law. It always has to point back to what was his plan before the foundation of the world. So when the thing says all scripture, it's not saying all the Bible It's saying you have to break down every little, Everything I'm going to teach you today is going to basically come from two scriptures. It's going to come from two scriptures. Every scripture contains about 10 books worth of information in it. Every scripture. You can take every scripture in this Bible and you can probably write 10 books per scripture. That's how deep divine things are because it's revelation. You could never know enough about God. You will never get to the point where you fully understand his world. Not from this planet. So the revelation will only get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm telling y'all that because my ministers, when you come up here, I don't want you hoarding information. I don't want you to get mad because somebody said something before you said it. (laughs) I've been in ministry for a while. I know what happens out there. Man, he said what I was going, don't worry about it. (laughs) Go deeper. So now, Scripture that does not point to the logos is false doctrine. Scripture that does not point to the logos is false doctrine. It becomes false teaching. That's why Jesus told the Pharisees. He said, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures point to me in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Then the word became flesh. The scriptures point to me and he said, you won't come to me. You want to be legalistic. You just want to be God's servant. He said, I'm trying to turn you to a son and give you a kingdom. But all you want is to obey God. This is where we are. I told you in 2010, the father showed me, he said the church is not up against sinners. The church is not up against the devil. The church is up against religion. They're up against false prophets, false teachers, people who are trying to take the truth and use it to put people in bondage in order to get money in order to control crowds and movements. in order to make that name big. Even Rema scriptures should point to logos. So it does us no good to look at Joseph's story if we can't take Joseph's story and see how it relates to Abba's household. It does us no good to take Elijah and Elisha if we can't point that back to Abba's house. It does no good for us to talk about Noah, about Abraham, about uh, uh, Solomon. It does no good for us to talk about those things if we cannot bring it to a contemporary place to today. All scripture, all scripture should bring you to the father's household. Everything that comes, y'all hear me, ministers. Everything that comes from this pool pit should place the child in his household. It should not remove them from the household. David sinned and he said, "I was I was uh, born in sin. I was shaping in iniquity." He said, For my mother's." He said, "My mother did conceive me in sin." Then he said, "Created me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit." That's not our portion. When we make a mistake, the father doesn't remove the spirit from us. You do that to a servant. That's why when when David, when, when David got happy, he began to take off his clothes and dance. And the first thing we do in church is talk about dance like David danced. When we find no proof in scripture that Jesus ever danced. Because kids act different when they come from the king's household versus when you're not a part of the household, but you you just a paparazzi. You just love the king so much you gonna dance for him. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. Now you can dance if you want to. I won't take away your good moves because you can't go to the club, right? I won't take away your good moves. If you if you want to dance, dance. Okay, but that is not our portion. He's not, oh yeah, look at my kids. They no, no, that's not what it is. He said, conform to the image of my son. The son didn't dance, then it's not, we don't have to dance. You can. Now, I won't take away your right to boogie down. <laughs> okay, y'all ready to get into this? Now, that's the exhaustiveness of teaching when you have an understanding of something, because I had to get that out. Or when I said all scriptures, you would have just talked about the Bible. And you're to try to use all scriptures. No, you have to use the scriptures in a manner where they point to the logos. They have to point to his plan for your life or you will find yourself in bondage. I know so many brothers who who I try to give them to come, but they, they do the Sabbath day. Sabbath day done. It's over. There's no Sabbath day. There's no Sabbath day. There's no Sabbath rest. There's no day that you take off. We worship every day. We don't worship on the Sabbath. We worship every day. The Bible says worship in spirit and in truth. We worship every day. The moment you get up, your whole life is worship. You are becoming, you are conforming. We don't, we don't wait till we get to church. We don't wait till a day and give it to them and say, ah, uh, no. <laughs> your life is worship. So let's get into this. Okay. Give my scripture back. It says all scripture is inspired by God. Now, all scripture is inspired. Inspired means God breathe. It means God breathe. So all scriptures is God breathe. All right. It also says all scripture is Profitable is profitable. Give me the definition for that. Profitable means it yields a profit or a gain. Means it brings life, it brings success, hope, it builds faith, it brings provision. Now we're talking about training. All right. Then it says, it says all scriptures are inspired for God, inspired by God, and is profitable for. Now, I want you to pay attention to this word for. All right. Because in the Greek, it's this word con. I mean, pros. You ever heard of pros and cons? Pro means to be for something. This is where we got that from. All right. For means this. You got to study. It means then what is what is about to happen to you is going to give you the advantage. So it says that all scripture is God breathed and it is profitable for. So all scripture is God breathed and it is profitable, meaning it is going to bring you the advantage, meaning that it is going to bring things closer to you. It's going to push certain things away from you. It's going to pull you, pull you into your destiny. Is going to draw you near to the Father at all times. So the scriptures, that he, the, the, the word or the scriptures are always for you. They are not against you. So he says all scripture is God-breathed and it is profitable for teaching. Teaching. Now, hmm. all scripture is profitable for teaching. Teaching deals with these three things. It deals with teaching, learning, and doctrine, teaching, learning, and doctrine. Teaching is an occupation. Learning is the acquisition of knowledge by being taught. Doctrine deals with policy. It deals with the course or principles and action adopted by a government. Like I told you, these are training grounds. Why am I giving you this? Because everything that is taught here is profitable for your growth. He is letting you know that the scriptures taught in a certain way should profit you. He's also letting you know how the systems work. It has to be a teacher. It has to be students. And it has to be doctrine. If we don't have teachers, if we don't have students, and we don't have doctrine, there is no training going on. That's why most people think that I can stay home and read my Bible. You can read your Bible, but thats you're not teaching yourself. The teacher has the occupation. I gave you the five-fold ministry for a purpose. Faith comes by hearing, not by reading. Faith doesn't come by studying. Approval comes by studying. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. But how can you hear? Somebody got to be sent. Occupation. Occupation. I have to tell you this. Before you start to think that I can just stay home, read the Bible and raise myself. And then when year, year after year, after year, after year pass and there's no growth, you'll understand why. Because you can't raise yourself. If you can't do it in the natural, (laughs) you think it's possible? Have a child and just leave them at home. (laughs) Give birth to a baby, put the baby in the living room, and just go live your life. When you come back, that baby's gonna be dead. Take your five year old, wake up in the morning, just go to work and leave the five-year-old there. You're going to come back <laughs> and that five-year-old going to have the spirit of hurricane in it. Because your whole house is going to be rampaged, tore up, and destructive. Why? Because immaturity is there. And you. so when a kid is a certain age or, or, or immature, this is even a spirit, they need somebody to walk them through the steps and the stages. So when it comes to teaching, all scripture is profitable for teaching you. Teaching is instruction. It's certain things that you won't hear unless it comes from this mic. Now, I don't want to take away your ability to hear him yourself. But it's just certain protocols. It's a reason why you send your child to school. Because <laughs> if your child stayed at home, you got to teach him. And you don't want to teach. <laughs> so you send him to school and when you send him to school, you say, listen to the teacher. The whole system is there for a reason. same thing for the church. this is tra- these are the training grounds. This is the training grounds. If we can't as a man, if I can't sit here and learn what what happened. I, I hate the oh God, I got to do the whole thing now, okay? If, <laughs> no, seriously, as a man. If I don't sit there and receive instructions from somebody, when I go home, it's hard for them to receive instructions from me. He designed it like that. If you can't receive instructions in ministry, it's going to be hard for you to have a ministry where you have authority. He set it up like that. I'm going to first, you're going to learn how to sit under authority and listen to somebody. That's why we send our kids to school. That's the learning process. Sit your butt down, get your ears attentive to what they're saying and learn. All of these things is so that he can bring us to a place where we can walk it because he's not going to just say, okay, you know what? Let's just give Chris all this authority. But he didn't have to go through anything to get the authority. So when he get it, he's going to abuse it. He's going to abuse it. Anybody who has been under authority understands now when someone's under your authority. If you have never had someone under your authority, if you have never been under someone's authority, then you don't understand how it feels to have somebody under your authority. You're going to treat them wrong. So that's why the the Bible says that all scripture is God breathed. His breath is spirit. His breath is spirit. That's why Jesus told him, do I have that scripture, John six and 36, six, six and 63. He said, the spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh does not help at all. That's a revelation right there. You need to hear, watch this. I'm not telling you, listen to the podcast for a reason. You need that breath on you every day. You need that breath on you all day because Satan breathing all type of stuff on you. He's constantly breathing stuff on you. He's constantly having his demons attack you. If you're not getting fresh breath from heaven every day, you're going to grow extremely slow. Watch this. The spirit is the one who gives life. The flesh does not help at all. The word that I have spoken to you, are spirit and our life. What is he telling you? The very words I'm speaking to you come from Abba's household. I'm saying what he's saying. Can somebody say ambassador? That's what an ambassador is. What an ambassador does is it just says what the foreign country tells it to say when it arrives at at the other country. That's it. He said, I came down. He kept on reciting it. My only meat and drink is to do the will of my father. I only say what my father told me to say. He's letting you know I was raised by him. Now, only thing I know to do is what he told me. He said the son can only do what the father tells him to do or shows him. So anytime I speak, I'm breathing on you. It's spirit. It's life. That's why he told the disciples, you can go where you want to go. They said, "Well, where we go. You have the words of eternal life." It was some about when he spoke. Now, it says All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and for rebuking or reproof. I like reproof better for reproof or rebuking. Now, reproof is expressing disapproval or convict or to convict you that a thing is wrong based on Abba's household, the spirit realm, the kingdom or his name. Now, reproof literally just means to prove something. All right. Proof or proving is giving proof that the word works, that the invisible realm is real, that the inward manifestation will become the final result. The Bible has a lot of scriptures in there where they tell us that we have to prove. We have to prove. The Bible says that you have to prove what is good, acceptable, and it's perfect will. You have to prove that. That's why I said study to show yourself approved. You have to prove some things. It's going to be some things that Satan going to say to you and and the father going to sit back and just watch you. Reason why he's going to watch you? Because had you been in the word, you would have heard him over that voice. He says you have to prove what is good, acceptable and his perfect will. You have to prove your ministry. He said, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper in every tongue that rises against you in judgment. You're going to condemn it. I know you think the Lord going to fight your battles. That was Old Testament, baby. I said it with a Southern too, baby. I did it on purpose. That's what we at. We in Georgia. That's Old Testament. He's not fighting your battles. He said vengeance belongs to him. Your everyday battle <laughs> will show your faith muscles. It will show how strong you are in Him. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Why would He tell you to be strong in Him and the power of His might? Then fight your battle. <laughs> I keep telling y'all, Satan don't want no smoke. The only thing He wants you to do is He don't want you to know who you are because the more you know who you are, you start to you can't hear Him you start to speak different. You start talking back. I told you, somebody walk up to you and slap you and you walk away. I know that look humbling. No, that's not a fight. Okay, no. I don't care. Save, sanctify full the Holy Spirit. You walk to me and slap me. It's on. I got to hear an angel come to the side of me and say, don't do it, my son. That's the only way it ain't going to go down. Amen. Okay. Amen. <laughs> now, I ain't trying to release y'all fighting spirit. All right, y'all calm down. But what I'm trying to show you is that he's given us so much strength. He's given us so much power. He's given us authority. And so it's, 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 it's one of them things. How long do your son or your child come home and say they hit me? They said this about me. And you're like, look, what did I say about you? I don't care what kids say about you. I tell my kids all the time, don't let no child raise you. What's your father say? That's why I tell you you have to turn Satan's voice off or what happens is you end up letting an orphan raise you. You end up letting someone who's powerless interject into your life. You end up letting somebody who's powerless say something to you and take your power. Because all he does is whisper something to you. You agree with him. Now you lost all your power. Not in the sense of the, the father took it, but in the sense of you kneel down to somebody who was less than you. And I'm going to get into that. I can say it now. When the Bible talks about us being a man or woman of God, how many of y'all heard that? I couldn't stand that term in church. I can't stand it because it always only points to the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, but we gonna see in scripture. The Bible says the man of God is you. Now it's called the man of God is because Man is leaving an order and going to another. What do I mean by that? You have four or five different orders. You have God in Christ, father, son level. Then you have angels. Then you have humans. Then you have plants and animals. He's calling you the man of God because you are a man leaving that order to become a God. You are literally bypassing the angels and becoming a God. So the man of God conversation is simply about you conforming to a divine God. you losing human ways and becoming like a God, the man of God. That's why Jesus didn't call himself the Son of God. They called him the Son of God. He called himself the Son of man. He was God's son trying to relate to men. Your job is to grow up and become a God. (laughs) I know that seems kind of, but that's the expectation. When Paul says to them, you know what, this carnality in y'all, y'all act like mere humans. Mere humans. He said, y'all acting like mortal men. Now, why is he expecting them not to act like humans? Because of what's in them. Because Christ is in him. The God is in you. Conform to the image of my son. How do you conform? By being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So where are we at? We right back at teaching. We right back at teaching. You can't you can't get out of it. You need a God to turn you to a God. You can't sit here and turn yourself to a God listen to YouTube. Half of them well, let's keep it moving. Y'all need to stop, y'all need to stop that, okay? I ain't got none of that stuff y'all going on in y'all head right now, you know. No, Lord. Now, reproof has two different sides to it. So, it's not just about expressing disapproval, but it's a correction that repositions a person into the kingdom and convinces them that there's a better reality. So, when I reproof or rebuke you, I'm correcting you, but I'm correcting you from being a human and telling you should be acting like a God. That's why when Jesus spoke, they said he spoke like one having authority. Because when he spoke, he moved me from here to here. He didn't just correct me. He offered me a kingdom. When the Pharisees correct you, they offered you death. That's why he had to come and get the poor little woman who was called adultery. They getting ready to stone her. No man in sight. She got caught in adultery. I know y'all, some of y'all Sunday slow. (laughs) I get it. We're going to start having eight o'clock service. Oh, no. Okay, y'all good with the time? All right. (laughs) Hallelujah. Why is it a woman there getting ready to be stoned if she was caught in adultery? It was a woman and a man, right? So even the law was biased. All right, let's move to the next one. So all scripture, are y'all learning something? Good, good. All scripture is inspired by God or God breathed, and it is profitable for teaching, reproof. The next one is correcting, correcting. How many of y'all like to be corrected? I ain't gonna look. I'm not gonna even look. For the let me ask that again. Let me All right. All right. Now, correcting is simply restoration. It is to restore to an upright or right state or a righteous mindset. All right. Anytime our father corrects us, it is to restore us to a right mind state. He's trying to bring us to a place where we are like him, where we are thinking according to his household. He's tired of your household. Anytime he corrects us, he's trying to bring us to a state of righteousness in our mind because spiritually he's already done it. Spiritually, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you were right with him because you are his child. Now the correction is always to bring you to a right mind state. It is to improve your life or your character. So now we're dealing with soul development. We're dealing with soul development every correction is not to send you to hell. He's not correcting you because he wants to send you to hell. He's not correcting you because he wants to take away your blessings. I don't get this. How do we say this is gospel? (laughs) What is good news about you made a mistake and now your father going to kill you? You didn't like what the pastor preached so now you didn't touch the anointing and did the prophet some harm. So now you you subject to how the whole earth swallow you up. Y'all know y'all heard that coming up. Who came from the hell and brimstone churches? Come on. Everything was about going to hell. Couldn't watch TV, that one-eyed demon. Y'all remember they call TV, one-eyed demon? Y'all remember that? Oh my God, y'all ain't been in church long enough. I'm, that's good though. <laughs> I appreciate when I hear people coming here. No. I love everybody, but I love it when I have people come in here and they, they're not tainted with religion because they're pure. They can receive it. You have, they had have to fight through the law. They had to fight through all these things just to hear his, his voice. They got to wrestle with serving the Lord and having a father. You have no idea. Ugh. So it's all about soul development. He's trying to restore you. He is not trying to kill you. Amen? Now, for example, my wife gave Tremaine a prophecy the other day. And the prophecy was simply, and and me and him talked about it on Christmas, the prophecy was simply, slow down. You're moving too fast. Just slow down. What is he trying to do? He's trying to get him to align with him. Slow down. And and Jermaine said, I I was moving too fast. I was trying to make this and this and that happen and moving and make this and this happen and got to slow down son, I got this. Then it was a prophecy that was given to Dr. Hardy, rest. Now y'all thought y'all never hear that prophetic word. (laughs) Rest. I think it was like three different prophets. Two different ministries. Everywhere she goes, rest. I'm at home. Like, sit your butt down somewhere. I'm at home, with, girl. You need to sit down somewhere. Look, but I gotta get this done. No, you don't. You gonna pass out. And I said, mess with. It. I said, okay, you mess around, work yourself to death. <laughs> but the the simple word was, watch this. It was rest. You're moving ahead of me. I got the. Pl- I have the plan. And that's what most of the correction is. I have the plan. What are you doing? Why are you trying to get ahead of me? I predestined you back to the logos. He predestined you. So we were We right back at the logos. Every word should take you right back to the logos. Labor to enter into my rest. Don't labor to get the job done. Labor to bring yourself to a house, to a place where you hear me, and then you can move. My wife will tell you, I'm a vision mover. When I hear him, then I'll go. Until then, I'm playing Xbox. I don't believe in unnecessary work. I don't believe in unnecessary work. I don't believe in staying busy for no reason at all. You just busy. Just, I got to do it. No. I got to hear his voice, then I'll make my move. Once he tell me to do this, I'm on it. Until then, I'll be chilling at home watching N- NCIS. Amen. That's right. i watched watch the One-Eyed Demon, too. <laughs> I'm not saying... Now, look, training day is not about taking your life away. It's about saying, do, do you know this? That most experts... Most people who are experts at their craft only practice that four hours a day. They only practice it four hours a day. Most rich people would tell you they work four days a week. What they do is they strategically make those four days work for them. On those four days, you can't get in touch with them. They're locked in. It's all about strategy. Hear him, then go do it. The next one is about he's trying to improve our spiritual life and character. All right. Sometimes it's both. I get to use Chris on this one. I mean, when Chris was closing on his house and he and the people were acting real nasty towards him, they were acting real nasty towards him. So he called me and he was like, I'm telling you, Brass, what I'm about to do. As Soon as we close this house, I'm going to tell him. I said, Chris. Don't do that. <laughs> Correction. Correction. <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to give him a piece of his mind after the closing. I said, Chris, first of all, you've been through a lot because he have been going through a lot. Then the people who are selling the house, they just lost their mother. That's why they're selling the property. So you got these two individuals who going through this, going through things in their life and their lives are crashing into each other. I'm like, Chris, don't do that. Go there. Be cordial. Be Abba's son. It worked out. Had he went there with that mindset, he probably got a call. Uh, We decided not to sell a house. He's always trying to improve your life and your character. He don't want you to, I told you, my look, the reason why I don't tell people off in public, well, I don't tell people off at all. Yeah, I do, but I've learned how to do it in a way where it's professional. Okay? No. <laughs> You're not a professional teller-offer. <laughs> The reason I don't do it, because I'm scared, I'm going to say something, they're going to be sitting right there, next service. <laughs> I'm going to give them all my mind, and then they're going to walk in here with their whole family, and they're going to be like, that's the past it. That's why the Bible says, whatever you do in word or deed, do in my name. Your very conversation should reflect me. When my kids go out in the public, everything that they do, it represents me. Good or bad. It's gonna come back to me as if I, tr- I taught them to do that. And sometimes it's, you know, you like, yeah, it's my child straight A. Yeah, that's my child. But then it's the other stuff, unless Dr. Hardy kids. When they do all the phenomenal stuff, that's the father. vice versa anyway all right our next one is all scripture is inspired by God is profitable for teaching for rebuking for correcting and for training in righteousness now the training part is the training in righteousness is the entire flow or ecosystem or of profitable teaching, profitable reproofing, and profitable correction. So all this happens in one swipe when we preach, when we teach, when we interact with one another. We don't see this when it happens. It just happens. That is the training. The training is this whole system of, of us saying stop, don't, don't do this. Congratulations. Good job. It's this whole things of us teaching you, of us correcting you, of us reproofing you in this environment. Training is, by definition, it is the whole training and education of children. That's the Greek definition. This whole community idea is to train you. Now, after, we, after this one, we're going to do, I know, at least three more. No, we're going to do the whole month of January, which is probably five Sundays. But we're going to talk about the mindset of a soldier. Because the Bible tells you to be like a soldier. A soldier has a certain mindset. It tells you to be like a farmer. A farmer has a certain mindset. It tells us to be like an athlete. An athlete has a certain mindset. LeBron James did not get where he is by waking up in the morning, looking at the clock and going back to sleep. If you look at your worth and you look at his worth, all you gotta do is look at the work ethic. He did all that by what? Training. You can't be a superstar athlete if you don't train, you can't be a soldier if you don't train. The first thing they do, matter of fact, in order for you to qualify as a soldier, you have to go through basic training. Basic training. For them to even call you a soldier. Basic training is so you can graduate and say, I'm a soldier. Training is that which relates to cultivation of the mind and morals and employs for the purpose now for the purpose now, okay? Everything that he is giving us or teaching us is cultivating us to use us now. In some capacity, big or small, in these four areas, in commands, admonitions, reproofs, and punishments. Now, I'm gonna do a brief explanation of this, but I got to study this, I said I'm gonna teach this all by itself. Commands are authoritative orders. So if you are not in a process of being trained to be, to be a God, to be his son, then you will find out in your life you have no command of your life. So you have no authoritative order to tell Satan nothing, to tell your flesh nothing, to tell your mind anything. It tells you what to do. Admonitions, authoritative counsel, Miss Mike. Reproof is authoritative discipline. And punishment is authoritative torment. That's the part that I have to get you to understand. Authoritative torment, which means this is an apostolic ministry. What you have to understand about apostolic ministries is it has a mantle and then anointing. All right? Apostolic ministries have a mantle, and from a mantle comes anointing. All right? If you are not under an apostolic ministry, you will find that you have no anointing to do certain things. And one of them is punishment. Now, this is how punishment happens. Unforgiveness. The Bible says when we, when we don't have forgiveness, he allows us to be tormented. Okay. Another one is how many of you remember the story of Ananias and Sapphira? When they gathered together, a spiritual community, everybody on one accord and they decided to get off a court. Another one was when Paul came to Corinthians church and said that a son was sleeping with his father's wife. He said he turned him over to Satan for destruction. And then another one was when, uh, um, In the book of Acts, when Paul ran into a sorcerer who was trying to intentionally deceive the church and he made him blind right there on the spot. So we have an authority to torment people who are ungodly and won't stop. But it only comes when you've been training for this stuff, training for this stuff. You don't walk out the womb with authority. You don't not pray, not study, not do community, and then have power. All of this stuff is set up. Watch this. I almost went to fast, okay? The next one is, it includes training and care of the body. Fasting. Rest. (laughs) Eat right. All this is training. How are you gonna have a prosperous, uh, a, a a a long career in anything, and you don't take care of your body? You have to take care of your body. If you, LeBron James spends one point five million dollars a year on his body because of what he does. How much you spend on your body a year to take care of it? You ain't even going to a little fifteen dollars me- uh, gym membership. <laughs> They get all that money. <laughs> you bought that $15 membership last year in January. Here it is in December and you probably got about $15 worth of <laughs> CEOs of Fortune 500 companies read 4 to 6 books a month. How many you read? Training also is correction of mistakes and curbing passions. Correction of mistakes and curbing passions. Because whatever is adult cultivates the mind. Now, what do I mean by this? Whatever is adult cultivates your mind. Whatever is mature in you is what is cultivating your mind. That could be ignorance. You ever seen somebody who was highly mature in being ignorant? (laughs) You can be mature in being ignorant, you can be mature in being ungodly, and you can be mature in being godly. Whatever you spend your time doing, you're going to mature at that. You can be mature at being demonic. Whatever you spend your time doing. If you spend your time watching Netflix all day, you better hope God called you to be a movie director. You better hope. Some of y'all are probably praying. <laughs> <laughs> now, instructions training is instruction which Aims to increase your virtue, your power. Now let's move to verse seventeen. So it says, "All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for man for teaching, for rebuking, correcting, for training in righteousness." Verse seventeen. So that the man of God may be complete or adequate. Equipped for every good work. Now, so that simply means he wants a desired outcome. Amen? Now, man of God speaks to this. I just told you that. It speaks to man that is moving into a different order. You have God in Christ. You have angels. You have humans. You have plants and animals. Then you have Satan. Now, that's the shame. It's Satan is on the lowest order. The person on the lowest order is causing the most problem in your life. He's trying to bring you down. Remember we talked about when he told Jesus to bow down and worship me. In order for you to bow down to Satan, you have to leave the God class, come past the angels, come to a human, come past the plants and animals, and then that's what level you shrink yourself to. So he says he does all of this so that the man of God may be adequate. Adequate means there's a quality of spiritual understanding and spiritual aptitude. He said, so the man of God can be adequate or complete. All of this stuff we're doing is to bring you to a place where you have spiritual understanding. And the other part is, is to equip you. So now, how do we make you adequate? Sonship. The moment we taught you, taught you sonship, we made you adequate in that area. The moment we taught you about the orphan spirit, you became adequate in that area. The moment we taught you about tongues, you became adequate in that area. You didn't know about praying in tongues until someone taught, until you came to church. Someone taught you how to pray in tongues. Then you began, you began to pray in tongues. Now watch this. The bad part about this is, is we forget to pray in tongues, don't we? Some of us don't. Y'all veterans. No, (laughs) not at all. We forget. But we made you adequate in that area. We made you adequate on how to hear the father dreams, the father, love gifts, harvest. You're adequate in all these areas. How do we equip you? We gave you community a prayer call, we meet, we have services on Sundays, Wednesdays, we give you a platform, we give you confidence, counseling sessions, we motivate you. Because to equip means to furnish you. So it is the jobs, it is the church job to equip you. It is the church job to make you adequate. But watch this. It is your job to show up with your pen and your pencil. It is your job to go home and practice righteousness because watch this. If you look at any area of your life that you fell, failing, you're going to always link it to practicing righteousness. How much did you pray? How much did you fast? How much word did you read? How much did you give? Or how often did you give? Or How often did you do community? You're going to always be able to link your lack to those five things. Amen. Now we're going to close right there. Now I got one. Hold Hold on. Hold on. So the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. Now, every good work means this. I'm training you to do what I called you to do. Now, this training isn't always about how to do a thing. Sometimes the training is how to respond while doing a thing. Okay? Because watch this. I'm going to give you this mic. You're going to come up here. You're going to teach. You're going to sing. You're going to do something, and I'm going to correct you. And when I correct you, you're going to get mad. You're going to throw a fit, or you're going to say, well, I'm going to let somebody else do it. And it's going to show where you are. Somebody's gonna give you a mic and you're gonna say, "Do it this way," and you are gonna get up there. You are gonna do it the way you want to do it. The father gonna give you assignment. Gonna say, "Go do this." Watch this. This training thing is real. God gonna tell some of y'all, "Give such and such next to you three thousand dollars." You only got four thousand in your account. This has happened. Now I didn't say to the church. I didn't say to the pastor. I said to the person next to you. And the training in that area is gonna be this. Let me see, do I have control of their money or do they? Or he'll send you to do an assignment with a person you don't even like. He needs to know who is in control for every good work. For every good work. Oh, it's gonna get hot in here in January. I'm serious. Because I want to motivate you and push you, but I got to show you sometimes that the reason why you don't have what you're supposed to have is because of you. This thing is already set up. It is laid out. Jesus said it is finished. It is finished. Now, the relationship is yours. The kingdom is yours. All you have to do is train to do it. I was telling somebody the other day, receiving them. Christ is in us. The only reason why we need the Holy Spirit is so the Holy Spirit can teach us about that world and who we are. It is the equivalent of, did you know this? If I gave you a billion dollars, that you're not a billionaire? <laughs> Do you know a million dollars don't make you a millionaire? If I give you a billion dollars and don't send you to billionaire classes, in a matter of moments, you'll be a thousandaire. That's a good one. I like that. (laughs) I like that. And so that's the whole thing of training. That is the whole thing of training. He wants to put something in your hands, but he can't put it in your hands until he teaches you how to use it. And us, we just want it in our hands. We don't want to be trained how to use it. You just want the gun. You know you will kill everybody? <laughs> no, you got to learn how to use a gun, learn how to respect the gun. I was talking to Terrell. He was telling me how he's teaching his son how to shoot. He's teaching him first how to respect the gun. How to Seven. Teaching them how to respect the gun first. Start them off with what, BB pellets? BBs, 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 BBs. He ain't shoot seven years. He ain't shooting gun BBs. All right? I ain't gonna put you out there, bro. DCF, and hold on. Right? But that's how it works. We start you off with BB guns. Shoot at that right there. Then we give you a gun and send you to war. We don't start you off just send you. To, we don't just send you to Iraq. You got no training. And we want to do stuff. for We want to be great in the Lord, don't we? We want to do mighty things. But you don't want to train. You don't want to train. When I run into something, I say, you know what? I'm about to show me this. I was, <laughs> no, he's a perfect example. Like he, he got the information and he ran with it. He told me, he said, I made sure I showed up to church. I prayed in tongues X amount of hours a day. I got in the word. No matter what, I went through this podcast and through Lionheart Whole podcast. I read these books. I gave him a book. I gave him a book. He did all that stuff. And then, bam, whole life popped up right before his eyes. I'm trying to tell you, I told you when we started the church, you're going to take a season off from your worldly activities and just give your life to the Father, and if you don't do it, you're going to find yourself, you constantly missing seasons. You're constantly missing seasons. You're constantly missing seasons. When you're supposed to prepare, when you're supposed to fly, you're still running. <laughs> you're still running and jumping, trying to prove to everybody you can fly. You can't fly. You ain't been training. Your wings ain't strong enough. Everybody say they can play in the NBA. Put him out there with LeBron James. That game move fast. You watching TV? It ain't like at the park. <laughs> that game move fast. You don't have no time to think. You have to train for that. The enemy don't stay in war. Here I am. No, they sneaking up on you. And when they train us, and, and when they train us in the military, we have to sit there for hours in prone position, looking at the and He ain't there, but they training us. They training us. No side conversations. You can have a conversation but keep your eyes down. See, the problem is, what Satan distract us is is that we're looking downfield, but then as soon as somebody say something, you, what you saying? Enemy right there in your face. That quick. You got to start training. Sit down somewhere, put you on some meditation music, pray in tongues for two hours, no interruptions. No interruptions from your own mind, even from your own mind. Put the phone away, take off the watch, and train yourself. Get in the word, no distractions. Amen. Father, right now we thank you for this word, oh Father, that we have heard, Father. We ask that you would hide in our heart, oh Father, that we would not sin against you, oh Father. Father, we thank you, oh Father, for this glorious word, Father. We thank you that you are training us, oh Father, to be like you in every area of your life, in every area of our life, Father. Father, we just want to gravitate to your word, oh Father. We give you permission right now, Father. Wake us up in the middle of the night, Father. We give you permission, oh Father to tear our schedules up, oh, Father, and give us new schedules, oh, Father. We give you permission to interrupt our houses, oh, Father, our households, oh, Father. We know, Father, that if your will is not being done, oh, Father, then our lives will not be productive. So, Father, we give you permission right now. We ask you that you would hide your word in our heart, that we would not sin against you. We would not go against you, oh, Father. So, we thank you.